What do you get when you throw two natural-born intuitive mediums together with a passion for animals and empowerment? Spirits, angels, and guides. Oh, my. I'm empowerment medium Tara Diana. And I am intuitive medium Nancy Brady. Together, we focus on the good. The bad. And the ugly of working with the spirit realm. But mostly, we're focusing on the good. Hey, Tara. How you doing? Hey, Nancy. Good, good, good. Back we are. Back we are. Welcome, everyone. We're so excited to have you. This week, we're talking about something which may be a trigger or may not. So we want to give you a little disclaimer before we get into it. Uh, we're going to be talking about organized religion and spiritualism. So if that tends to be a trigger for you, you may want to flip to the next episode of our podcast. Uh, let's let's start off with this. This is not about bashing anyone's belief structures. This isn't about saying that one is better than the others, although I may come off sounding like that. This is legitimately um, our opinions, our humble opinions, our, our beliefs uh, about how we see things, especially, you know, for me, organized religion is uh, going down the rabbit hole. It There is so much about organized religion. And I grew up um, Greek Orthodox, so Catholic, not mm -hmm. practicing per se. I think my poor father had enough of that. When he, he went to catechism, he went to Catholic school. He did all of that. My mom was Anglican and her father um, was an Anglican minister. So uh, mom went to Sunday school and did all of that jazz. But we didn't necessarily grow up practicing, mm. um, like I said, per se. Both my grandmothers were, uh, you know, religious in their, their own ways. But we weren't an overly religious family. So in, in my view, I was... Uh, Again, don't don't get this wrong, anyone. But I was blessed that I didn't have anything shoved down my throat. Right. Oh, that that this was the way it was and you had to do this. And, and this is. Yeah. So I, I didn't grow up like that. I don't know about you, though. So I went to Catholic elementary school. My family was hardcore Roman Catholic. Um, some of them still are today. I have um, one of my favorite aunts was actually a nun. Oh, yeah. She's she's a great aunt. Um, but the, the interesting thing for me, because I do find Roman Catholicism like really sort of extreme and all about, you know, the rituals. And um, I had I had issues growing up because a lot of it was, you know, this really old priest close to death, standing on a podium, preaching at you about, you know, you're going to hell. You've done something wrong. And, and I had issues with that because I was quite rebellious child. So I did spend a lot of my teen years unpacking what had been shoved down my throat. What, you know, and kind of as a child who saw spirit and had spirit friends, it always boggled my mind when I would get sort of condemned for having these imaginary friends, air quote, um, even though you said in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I'm like, well, what the heck is the Holy Spirit, Mom? Come on, we're talking spirits here, right? Yeah. So I found a lot of my journey through my teen years and into university was being a sponge to every type of religion I could and unpacking everything I had learned and forming in new beliefs. Oh, I love that. You know, here's the thing is that I didn't unpack anything. I didn't because none of it, none of it resonated with me. So and because I didn't have to go to church and I didn't 
have to to follow any kind of um, format or process. I I didn't in my my years. I was just really quite focused on how much of an empath I was and and how I was I had to work through all of that right so for me the religion aspect uh I just never took to I was never interested in I went to this thing called pioneer girls which was some kind of biblical uh group I I don't even remember my sister might remember but I remember I went because I had this little group of friends in elementary school Joanne Lowry and Kathy and all these people and they all went so you know, and then mums would call up mums and be like, "And oh, okay, go." And yeah, it, it was it was okay. I mean, I didn't, I don't feel that there was anything wrong with it. I remember we went on a camping trip over to the island and stuff, but I don't remember anything biblical about it. I don't remember anything. But but you know, as I started to develop my spirituality, when I was, you know, I did all this work for a long time, but I was more in my impact stage that was working in in spirituality until I was about twenty. 25. But when I started to do that, I started to look at the things in the Bible and I was like, you know, I, I never, I just didn't, Nancy, I didn't get caught up in, in, in the Quran or in, in, you know, the Jewish religion or anything like none of that. Buddhism kind of interested me, but not enough to dive into it because once I realized that I communicated with spirit, whatever that meant in whatever capacity, no one ever shut me down because I had imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. It took me to a psychologist because I couldn't sleep at night. I was up with with all these imaginary friends. Yeah, but 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 no one ever shut me down. No one ever said you can't have friends or they're not real or anything like. No one ever did that. Um, but when I, I started to look at it, I thought, okay, the Ten Commandments are common sense. If you're a good person, if you're a good person, you're not going to do those ten things. You're not going to cheat on your 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 partner with your neighbor's wife and you're not going to steal from them and you're not going to you know do unto others as you would have done to you i mean those things were such to me they're just common good behavior Mm -hmm. so why would someone feel they had to stand from a pulpit and then when i found out that you had to give 10 percent of your income to the churches and and i started to look a little bit just a little bit just want to make that clear i never deep dived into this because i already knew that none of this interested me that it was all, it felt fake, phony. And let me put this to you, Nancy, just like you said a second ago to your mom. If you can believe in a god, goddess, Buddha, Krishna, whatever, mm-hmm. and you can believe in the archangels, then why do you have such a problem believing that we can communicate with other beings? Exactly. Exactly. I do know why. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because it says in the Bible that it's evil to do so than the people who do that. Now, why would they tell you that? If everyone is a psychic and everyone is a medium, whether you believe that or not, that's my belief structure. But if everyone is a psychic and everyone is a medium, Nancy, why would they tell you that it's bad to do that? Because they want only one one group of people that can stand and do that. They don't want you to go out and say, wait a minute, I can do the same work that the priest or the minister or the I don't even know what you call other people. Pastor, do. I can do that. I can be a good person and I can speak my virtue and I can speak good words to people. They don't want you to do that. They want you to be under their thumb. And that is exactly why they said it's heresy or whatever that word is. Um, It's because they don't want you to do it because they want to have control. So for me, organized religion in a nutshell is about power 
and greed control. I'd have to agree with you. And I, and I know speaking from being raised in a Roman Catholic environment, it's a lot of patriarchal control. Oh. And, um, you know, with having done the studies and the deep dives that I did, it was very interesting to me because when you, when you drew the common thread through every religion in the world, there's one unified belief globally. Okay. In something bigger than ourselves. True. Truth. And when I sit here and we're listening, you know, when you, whatever year it is you're listening to this podcast, we're recording it in 2024. <laughs> um, but in 2024, when you think about people are reading a form of text that has been written and reinterpreted and rewritten and writ over and over and over and over again, and there is proof in a lot of the found scriptures throughout time that women have been eliminated from the Bible. And this is where I feel we may have some triggers to the audience listening to us. Uh, and again, these are just the opinions of these humble podcasters. But that is also where I I have a problem. And, and again, this comes back to what you said that really resonates with me, Tara. It's about having the thumb on the pulse of people so you have control. So if you eliminate women from the Bible, well, go figure, then you can control them because you take away their power. And you do a lot of work with goddesses and you do a lot of work. Uh, we have friends who work with Mary Magdalene. We have, and you know, there's a reason that she was written into the Bible as a prostitute to take away her power. I was going to say that, take away the power. Every woman in the Bible, and I can only speak to the Bible again, because because that's what you know, I was somewhat brought up with. What um, we knew. Yeah. We know. But every single woman in that Bible, for the most part, has been given a role that is degrading. Yeah. In someone's eyes. I don't find in a prostitute degrading. So, um, you know. Or do I? I mean, women have been needed to do through generations to make money and look after themselves and put food on the table. There's absolutely no judgment from I think either you or I about people having to do what they have to do. But let's, it. let's just go on a step step right right to the point of of it all. I mean, isn't is spirituality at least the kind that we practice? So when I say I'm of service, what I'm saying is that I am working with spirit, whatever spirit is. I don't need to know. I've channeled I've channeled Mary Magdalene. I've channeled the energy of Mary Magdalene. I've channeled the energy of Jesus Christ. Does that make me special? Absolutely not. It is energy that comes through and projects a message. Now, here is what I feel is the biggest key and a difference between spirituality and organized religion is that the, the spiritual message is based in improve yourself, believe in yourself, know that you are capable Whereas the message from the churches, ask us to do the work for you. Come to us because there's no way you can do it without us. Yeah. And then you take in, you better repent because you've been nothing but bad. <laughs> right? Oh, I, I, no, good come to me. You know, I, I use this saying, I give credit where credit is due. It's Lynn White, uh, another medium and uh, in, in work person we work with, good friend. Uh Good come to me, good go through me. That is that should be the one the one consciousness is love. If you go into any religion, every person that is not trying to be powerful and greedy and all those in the religion um, itself is is looking at uh, uh, coming from a place of love. 
whether they they are or not doesn't make a difference in their mind they feel that they are coming from a place of love and that's what i believe the one consciousness is is love to to be just in a place of love will we get there not at this rate uh, i have faith but i'm not sure we'll see it in in our lifetime but again why is it that we have to or we don't because i sure is he double hockey sticks don't do it um bow down to to anyone else's thought beliefs you know we talk about prayer you know prayer protection prayer this i tend to to back away from the word prayer because i am not begging someone to do the work for me i'm going to say hey i'm open to receive the tools show me what to do so i can be of service to others the more i better myself the more you better yourself nancy the more we can do for everyone around us and I, I respect the fact that you you bow away a bit from the word prayer because of the connotation that comes with it. I readily use the word prayer, but it, for me, it's different now. I'm not giving my power away to anyone. I tie prayer into a manifestation. I, tr- I tie prayer into um, empowerment. I tie it into creating something new and generating energy around what my words are creating rather than the traditional quote, prayer one can do you know for me i just if someone says prayer i instantly am like "Mm." yeah (laughs) you know i put your hands together and beg god to do it because then what happens when you beg god to do it right and it doesn't happen is who do you blame god is and your faith wavers exactly yeah speaking of faith wavering here let's riddle me this riddle riddle you this and and let's open this can of worms because i'm enjoying this conversation so when i first started out um and i unpacked a lot of my beliefs i leaned into a lot of new beliefs and and i i encourage everyone to do that you know what no longer serves you get rid of it bring in new beliefs bring in new things always be growing always be learning but when i was first really honing my skills there was a couple Let's say I had a mentor and she found Jesus. Oh God, I feel the Doreen virtue rabbit hole happening to me. It's going to happen. And then there was the, I was going to lean into the next one, Doreen virtue around the same time as the mentor I was studying with found Jesus. And I found this very interesting because all of the incredible work they had done in spirituality, in spiritualism, in belief in mediumship and psychic development, they shunned, they turned their back and walked away from it because Jesus showed himself to him, to them. And to me, I actually found that a bit sacrilegious because I was like, okay, I get your, your beliefs are going to adjust and shift and change, but how can you walk away from a lifetime of work and it suddenly means nothing to you? And it rocked my foundation because then I was like, okay, everything I believe in, what what does this mean? And so I actually was a little bit pissed at them, I'm going to be honest, because I found it as they 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 were training about open mind and belief and oh. growth. And, and then what I saw them do is they went close-minded, narrow-focused, only one opinion was right. And it, what, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, oh, sweet, sweet goddess, do you really want me to do this? So let's let's start with this. Um, if you are practicing spiritualism in the sense of the metaphysical uh, world, okay? Spiritualism is a word that can be associated with every religion out there. 
So I can be spirit. I'm very spiritual. When we talk about it, you and I are talking about it from a place of being of service to spirit. Okay. So not necessarily a God, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. <laughs> Here is the thing. First of all, here we go, friends. Here we go. <laughs> Jesus has never been lost. Yeah. It's always been around. Jesus has existed. So there are parts of that Bible that are full on made up nonsense, like straight up. And you said it, you hit it on the head when you said, hey, sorry, I just, I keep thinking I'm going to go down this rabbit hole and you're going to pull me up. Uh, if you said, when you said, you know, the Bible's changed. I remember when purgatory, and we'll, we'll talk about this in our next podcast for sure. But when purgatory, all of a sudden the Pope came out and said, but there's no purgatory. And I remember thinking to myself, you bad person, you. Uh, we, I knew, I knew there was no purgatory. Purgatory was used to make people who committed suicide or who, who were LBGQ plus, uh, as two spirited, all the extra words I can never, and, and don't, don't, don't cancel me people, but I can never remember all of them. But, you know, to make them feel bad about themselves. If you don't change, you're going to be stuck. I don't even believe in that. But no. when he came out and said, uh, doesn't exist, I was like, what I wanted to say was, what are all you people okay with him just suddenly changing things like that? Mm -hmm. What are all you people drank the Kool-Aid yeah. and, and said, oh, purgatory, purgatory, purgatory. You know, my son's gay. My, my you know, partner committed suicide. Now they're going to be stuck in this place and I can't save them. I can't help them because they're sinners and all this stuff. But someone just went like that and changed the light bulb. And you guys were like, oh, good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Why were you not questioning how this poke did God come down and strike him on the head with a um, an orb or something? Yeah. Be like, hey, I've got something new for you to shake things up with. So that's right there that told me that all of this stuff was all just made up stuff to control people straight up. When Doreen Virtue, now I was never a huge Doreen Virtue fan. So, I mean, I have some of her decks and, uh, but once she started doing these, come and see me, you know, for two days, uh, run an angel card workshop and all these people were taking these, she was traveling with James Van Prague and all these other people, John Edward, and, uh, and come and see me for this two days, pay me a lot of money and do these workshops. And then you're suddenly an angel, a certified angel card reader. And I remember thinking, wait a minute, I've been doing this work for so long. And I'm not, I don't need a certification. I know what I do and I know I do it well. Yeah. Toot toot goes my little horn. But <laughs> my point being here is when she suddenly decided to, that she was wiping her hands of this, she'd been saved, she'd been found or she found Jesus or, you know, whatever she found under the rock that, do you know where I went to with it? Where? I went to, because Hay House, she was the biggest, biggest salesperson for Hay House. Yeah. Biggest person for Hay House. I I literally went to, she's running out of things to do for for um for money. Yeah. And so she's gonna target a different audience now. And now she she's denounced all her cards. She sends cease and desist letters to everyone that using her cards. You know, Hay House can't sell them anymore. Um and I think well, look at that. It's made it a collector's item now and suddenly it's worth that much more money. 
And she, now she's making new cards, though, Nancy. She's making 100% her, her, her new religion. So to me, it just felt fake and phony. And and like I said, uh, you know, that you're going to run across all these different people. And hey, you can love who you love. You know, you can look at different spiritual people, all these people that are, are in your face all the time. You know, the John Edward, the James Van Prog, the Sylvia Brown when she was here, um, Teresa Caputo, who who I think is funny as hell. But they're all they're all gaining mass amounts of I'm gonna say it, oh boy, money from this. Yeah. So so changing when when Doreen Virtue, and I don't know who who you're talking about when you say you mentored under I know who some of the mentors were for you, but I don't know, I don't know, and I don't I think you've said the name to me before and I didn't recognize her. She's um, a Canadian. She she's a Canadian. That's probably why I didn't recognize her. Us Canadians or nobody's. But um <laughs> You know, when when Doreen did that, the very first thing that came to me, first of all, I was disgusted. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's the biggest load of crap. Like, how do you, just like you said, how do you do that? You just change everything because the light switch, of course, there's brainwashing all over the place. I don't believe it, though. But it's my opinion. I don't care what Doreen Virtue does. I stand my truth. I'm authentic to who I am. And if she wants yeah. to change and adjust, you go for it. But the first thing that came to me was it was all about the money. That makes sense. And I do want to return to one thing you said, because I know, um, and and again, I hope it, we'll have to put in the disclaimer about triggers, because um, we are talking a little bit about suicide right now. But um, I can tell you, I have 100% connected and people have not sat in purgatory after they have completed suicide. And I have authentically and 100% brought through messages of love and light. They all come through with with messages for their loved ones. I will share a very funny story with you. Yeah. Um, so... We were at my husband's, uh, this, is, this is about purgatory. We were at my husband's um, grandfather's funeral. That part wasn't funny. What was funny was the fact that his grandma was sitting talking with my husband's sisters and I, and uh, we were talking about cremation. And I said, oh yeah, I said, I want to get cremated or made into one of those eggs and planted in a tree and, and you know, go back to the earth kind of thing. I, uh, you know, I just don't, I don't believe I have to have the fancy casket and do all of that and this poor little woman just about like keeled over right there she goes oh my goodness she goes I couldn't do that you can't get cremated because what happens she goes they're going to put me in a pine box they're going to burn me up and and then what happens if you know I get to purgatory and one I have someone else's leg and I have someone else's arm and and my husband's sisters and I like burst out laughing and then we had to like control ourselves because this was dead serious. Like she was huh? she was traumatized from the Catholic Church saying you cannot, it's against our religion to cremate yourself because you might end up in purgatory when you're reassembled with a whole bunch of different body parts because they've been scooping you out of some sort of incinerator. And I was like, oh, oh, grandma, grandma, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. It <laughs> Uh, and and that's the problem is is when you are when you're not open minded, you're not able to see different paths. You're not able to think for yourself in a lot of ways. I mean, and think about organized religion from the place of a lot of people are taught it from the moment that they yeah. can 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 think. You know, families are teaching. You know, um, uh, Ryan when Ryan was still with us, that's my son. Uh, he he played a lot of lacrosse with a lot of families that were Catholic. They all went to Catholic school, the boys. They all, you know, grew up with catechism and all these things. Ryan, of course, Ryan was Ryan. But um, yeah, he, he, he didn't uh, with any of that stuff. But those things were 
it's almost like an indoctrine. You know, you believe that God is going to do this. You believe that you have to do this to be a good person. And I'm going to say to you, who the hell? I didn't even do my H-E double hockey sticks there. Who the heck can tell you whether you are a good person or not? Because we have to go through so many stages. And who needs the pressure of someone else's judgment on your shoulders? keep you in line? How do you grow? How do you learn? How do you do any of that? If you're constantly worried that God or Jesus or, you know, the Holy Spirit or whatever is looking down on you, judging you. Mm -hmm. And your spirit is sitting up there going like, I have all the time in the day to tell Nancy she's acting like a dumbass. (laughs) Right? I I, I don't know. To me, it's... Well, you're right. You you hit the nail on the head. It's... It's a conditioning and, dare I say, almost brainwashing from infancy, right? And, and look at them. Look at the Mormons. Look at the, the Jehovah Witnesses. Again, I, I fully, fully will support you in whatever you believe in. But I have worked with, I have worked and read for someone in almost every single religion. I can't think of one religion I haven't read for because they will all sneak to me to yes. get a loved one or to find guidance. They will all sneak to me. They, they don't care. Um, but, but, you know, why, why be judged? Why sit in judgment? Mm-hmm. Judge ourselves. We are our own worst enemies most of the time. So what if we just spiritually bought into the philosophy of, if I'm a good person, good things will happen to me? Yeah. I love that. Without going, if something bad happens, I'm not a good person. Yeah. Well, doing that because we are all here with purpose. We're all here to learn a lesson to help us ascend, whatever that means. But I would get your ass grounded first before I start worried about how we're ascending. And if you are focusing on someone else's belief structures because it's been written in a book which has been written 395 times and they take things out of it whenever it serves them. I think right now we have suddenly decided, the Pope has decided that we can bless same-sex unions. Yeah. No. And so now we're heading in another different direction. And I guess God came down again with a lightning bolt and said, hey, we got to shake things up, do something good for a change. What? Wouldn't we just let people love each other, whomever they wish to love? Exactly. It's all about the soul loving the soul. Yeah. It's all about the soul loving the soul. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And on that note, I think our overall message is we just got to love each other and just believe in yourself and empower yourself and don't let anyone put their beliefs on you. You know, if you were going to take a lesson out of this this podcast, it is Tara is very angry at organized <laughs> But But here's what I'm going to give you. Be mindful of what makes you feel good. What feeds your soul? Is it the belief? Start- take the Ten Commandments and look at them from the place of, shouldn't everyone just know this? Should this not be something that that is having to be given to us? Should we not be taught to be the good people from the very early age of when we can open our eyes and take that breath and just know that we are good already? We are not born sinners. We are taught certain belief structures. Be open-minded. Follow your own path. If something doesn't suit you, you don't have to cut everyone out of your life because of it. But cut what doesn't feel good to you and focus on what makes you feel good. Because in the end, my beautiful friends, when you feel good about yourself, 
the energy that you bring to yourself, you will emit that out like little pheromones out to everyone and they will feel it and you'll be doing good work. Just from that space of loving yourself, you will be able to send others love, to show them how they can be passionate about who they are and they will do that and it'll be like paying it forward and then so-and-so will do it and -and so-and-so will do it and that's how we'll find harmony in this world. Couldn't have said it any better. Nancy, this was a good topic. This was a great topic. I'm going to get a cease and desist from Doreen Virtue. <laughs> Don't talk um, about me, evil sinner. <laughs> Everyone, thanks for listening. And we look forward to you dropping in with us and having a chit chat next week. Thanks, I everyone. Think- what are we talking about? You didn't tell. What are we I guess, well, next week we are going to talk about ghost hunting, ghost hunting shows, rescue mediums, and what Hollywood has done to it all. Oh, and I just feel the trigger warnings happening again. Okay, boo. Thanks so much for for being my partner in all of this. And we'll see you next time. Right back at you. Bye, everyone.